It's happy Saturday morning rant. Uh, as you can see, I'm not sitting in the whip because I got on an airplane at 6 a.m. this morning and uh, didn't realize like when I was in the whip driving to the airport, it was too fucking dark to tape this shit. So I'm taping it now. I'm not letting you down. Still going to get a Saturday morning rant. First rant of 2024. And I know I keep teasing y'all with this audio recording that I'm going to share. Like when my career was falling the fuck apart, I just got crazy paranoid, just started taping every fucking meeting that I was had uh, having at the time. So like, I got all these receipts, all these receipts. Like I, I got ways for y'all to hear all these people in the nonprofit space, how they negotiate for money behind the scene. But most of that's just gonna go with me to my grave, except for the one about Gabriel Say. I got a few, I got about eight recordings with this dude and his team. And this one in particular, I want you to hear what it's like when a black man is doing his thing to raise money and doing good work and investing in people to do good work. And then a white dude comes along and he's like, yeah, fuck that. I can't believe this nigga's raising more money than me. And then he sicks his black uh, staff on me. I want you to hear it. I want y'all to judge for yourself. I'm not even going to set it up more than that. I'm going to let y'all listen to it and judge for yourself. But it's the beginning of 2024. And I just couldn't imagine starting this year so negative. Because y'all know me. I, I try not to be negative. And so here we are, beginning of 2024. And what I realize is, you know, funders go offline in the middle of December. And then funders come back online in like the middle of January. And, you know, the challenge is obvious, right? Like people need money when they need money. Organizations need money when they need money. But that's just how this shit is all set up. I've never been one to think of funders as like I work for them. In some ways, I think of it like they work for us. Like that, that's been my experience. Like when I first met this field, it was only one, two or three funders and then you ended up with like 30, 40, 50 different foundations. How did that happen? That happened because people like me and other people were just like, yo, let's do good work. And then people who are going to give to philanthropy are going to see that good work and they're going to want to be part of it. Not always for the right reasons. They love it. They go on television. They love it. They go on the radio. They love people getting social media attention, hanging out with celebrities, like all of that. Sometimes it is what it takes to get funders to pay attention but in the end, I never think of it as working for the funder. They work for us. They have to give away money and we have to give them a great product. We have to give them something to want to invest in. So that's the way I've always thought about it. Do good work, hire smart people, let them do good work, get out of their way, and then convince funders that you're doing good work. But not the game people play with funders these days. Like I got a lot of clients starting to ask me like, you know, how do we shake this money loose from funders? First of all, I don't work with clients that are not doing good work. All my clients are doing amazing work. That doesn't mean they get it right all the time, but that means when they get it wrong, they show up in the world with the values and the morals and the behaviors that they say they want to see in a criminal justice system that's working. And so that's how I know my clients are going to be successful with raising money. Last year in total, we raised over $17 million for our clients. I feel really good about that. That's not Glenn. That's my team. My team is, the team is amazing. I love the team at Gem Trainers. They do amazing work and that's the kind of outcomes they produce. We don't only do fundraising. Visit the new website so that y'all get a sense of what we do and get a sense of what we don't do. That's the other thing. If you look at the website, it's clear what we do, what we don't do. So that's the first piece of free, free sort of coaching for this year for y'all is if you run the nonprofit and you acting like you're doing everything just to bring that money in, you're wasting your time. Because if I walk into Macy's and they sell in refrigerators, toasters, washing machines and motorcycles and sweaters, then I don't know what the fuck they're selling. And I just turn around and walk the fuck out. Same thing with your nonprofit. If your shit is not disciplined, 
This is what we do. This is what we don't do. Good luck. And trust me, I'm giving you the shit that most people don't want you to have. The only thing I could give you more than this is who the fuck the funders are and their email addresses and what they have for breakfast, which in some cases I end up knowing because I'm dealing with these dudes all day long. I'm dealing with these women all day long. But you got to hire us for that. Um, but I am giving you free game. So pay attention, get your pen, take notes. So the real conversation I wanted to have today was about that, about how if we as a field uh, exercise the kind of like uh, programming and advocacy and organizing and activism, and we work to change laws, change policies, change regulations, run programs, and hit the deliverables that we say we're going to hit without overpromising and without allowing these funders to exercise all this false modesty. Either you have funders playing the game of master-slave, they're the master, or they're playing this game of false modesty. I like my funders somewhere in the middle, knowing they have a shitload of power, but being really honest about that and pointing to their privilege, recognizing it, and just wielding it in support of people who are out there doing good work who otherwise wouldn't have access. To me, that's how funders should show up. They never gonna let me run one of these foundations, but if they did, they'd be shocked because I would run this shit so differently than other foundations. I'd probably spend that shit down in like three years, be having like four turning over in his grave. Um, so what's the other thing I wanted to share? Okay, it's the beginning of the year. Here's the main thing I wanted to share besides all this ranting about these foundations. It's about how we treat each other. Like the main thing about the criminal justice reform movement, it's already shrinking, right? Like crime went up for a little bit during COVID, post-COVID. It gave a little bit of leverage to people who opposed the work to end mass incarceration, to slim down our criminal justice system. Um, and, and so once they got a little bit of leverage, once they got a grip, they just kept going. And so it means that now we're moving in the wrong direction. You literally have foundations that were considered as moving in the right direction now doing a bunch of research that says shit don't work. Um, and if you've been around long enough, like me, you remember the last time a bunch of researchers were saying shit doesn't work. That's how we ended up putting so many people in cages. So we're like on the cusp of that happening again, mass incarceration 2.0. And you can't, you know, when you hear about the criminal justice system, it can seem really daunting in terms of what you think you can do about it. Even if you're running some multi-million dollar organization, even if you have 20, 30 people on staff, that's still like not much against this juggernaut of a system that's like crushing human beings for decades. But the thing you can do is to show up in the world the way you want the world to show up. And so what I'm seeing is like this rage quitting and rage firing in the nonprofit space, particularly in the criminal justice reform space. How do you expect to teach a criminal justice system how to behave, how to be equitable, how to be just, how to be fair, how to be equal, if you can't even exercise that in your little rinky dink ass nonprofit? Like, I get it. People have conflict. Leaders live in conflict. That's what I learned a long time ago. So conflict is normal. It's okay to be in conflict. The question is, what do you do with it? And how do you show up as a leader? So like, if you got somebody on your team and shit is not working out, how about everybody just take a fucking deep breath, hold the lawyers at bay for a minute, and just have a conversation with someone about their hurt, about their pain, about their trauma, about their suffering, about their bad decisions, about their mistake, and then create a road for people to get out of that Try to make them whole. You know, if there's any lesson I learned a long time ago is that if it costs you an extra five, ten thousand dollars to make a person whole, then fuck it. Maybe that's what it's worth. Like, you know, showing up like the criminal justice system as you run your little nonprofit, all you're doing is showing the world your hypocrisy. The emperor has no fucking clothes on. People see it. And we all play this game and keep quiet about it like we don't, but we see it. And it's why if the field doesn't have legitimacy, then it's hard to walk into any. Uh, legislature, to walk into Congress, to walk into the Department of Correction, Department of Probation, Department of Parole, 
and try to convince them that they should be doing something different. They're just as human as you are, and they might be doing something that you think they shouldn't be doing in this world. But if you're doing a little bit of the same thing, just because your dosage seems like, you know, racism light, diet racism, that doesn't mean that you don't lose your legitimacy. So if there's any message I got for y'all at the beginning of 2024, and don't get me wrong, I'm gonna drag some of y'all this year. But if there's any message I got for y'all right now as we start the year, and as I try to start it on a positive note, like just show up the way you want the world to show up. You know, put your pride aside, put your ego aside. I know you're powerful, you run an organization, you're making millions, you know, I get it. Although, you know, you gotta also recognize that literally one day you could be on the mountain, next day you could be in the valley. Like that shit can happen overnight, you go from pet to threat. Like the person that you're so angry at, that could be you one day. So exercise some compassion, you know, put your ego aside. Do the things you say you want the criminal justice system to do, to get interested in the person who might have caused harm. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but when I started this work 23 years ago, that's what I envisioned when I thought about building a movement. I hope that's what y'all envision, because some of the shoulders that you're standing on, that's what they were hoping for. I just learned a few minutes ago that Joseph Jazz Hayden died in his sleep last night. Rest in power, bro. A lot of people might not even know your name, but I know I wouldn't be around if it wasn't for people like you, if it wasn't for people like Eddie Ellis. We all didn't agree. We didn't always agree. We fought with each other, all that sort of stuff, but it was definitely a different world. We wasn't trying to cancel each other. We wasn't trying to make sure each other couldn't raise money. We wasn't trying to say my work is better than yours. We weren't disparaging each other. We weren't in rooms smiling together and then talking shit about each other in the hallway. That's what the criminal justice reform movement looks like right now, unfortunately. And I think we got to pull it together. And that's not everybody. I get it. It's not everybody. I know some of y'all are going to be like, oh, he keeps talking like it's everybody. I'm not fucking talking like it's everybody. I never use absolutes. It's not everybody. But it's way too many, y'all. Don't let nobody steal your rainbow. Today, Saturday, this weekend, 2024, I'm not going to let nobody steal mine. I'm so glad at the response to uh, me moving this from just posting videos to putting it up on the podcast. Check out hashtag... Saturday Morning Rants on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts and a bunch of other podcasts. We're going to continue to add to this. Sorry I didn't do it in my car today. Got my ass up early. Got on an airplane. Flew down south. Was like, oh shit, it's too fucking dark to record this. But I didn't let you down. I'm here for you. That's what I'm here for. Happy 2024. Peace.